0: All who have gathered in, especially the children, and if your mom or dad or brother, sister, or other friends or family are here, we're very glad to see them tonight. We're going to make a start and sing a lovely children's hymn. I am so glad that our Father in Heaven tells of His love in the book He has given. Wonderful things in the Bible I see. This is the dearest that Jesus loves me. Let's have good singing as we sing this hymn together. God's oh, down to save. seated. I want to pray. Let's talk to the Lord as we come to His presence tonight in this special children's event. It's Parents' Night from our Youth Challenge, and it's lovely to see all who have gathered. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, in the precious and the lovely name of God's dear Son, we come into the presence of God tonight, and we do so through Christ, our Redeemer, Thy beloved Son, the one Who is seated at thy right hand in glory, whoever lives to pray for us, become rejoicing in your goodness towards a fallen world. We thank you for the theme of this hymn that reminds us that Jesus loves even me. We think of our past. We think of our sin. We think of our departure from God. We think of the many things that we have done as we have broken the commandments of God, and yet... God set his love upon fallen humanity, and he set his love upon me. And we can say, with the great Apostle Paul, he loved me, and he gave himself for me. We thank thee for the coming of Jesus Christ into the world to be the Savior of men. We thank you for the life of perfect obedience that he lived. He kept the law that we had broken kept the commandments of God that we have violated. And then he went to the cross of Calvary, and there he died, the sinner's death, and he took our place as our substitute. We just bow our heads in thanksgiving and in humility, and we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your wondrous death at the cross of Calvary and for taking our place. And we do rejoice that through faith and repentance we can have salvation and everlasting life. We look back over this week and we thank you for the boys and girls who came to our youth challenge, for the mums and dads who sent them. Thank you for tonight, for those that were able to make it to this meeting. And we pray for your presence. We pray that the Lord will be here and that he will work in every heart. May your name be glorified as a result of our coming together in Jesus' name. Amen. There's another little... Hymn that we want to sing as a children's hymn 713. It is a thing most wonderful, almost too wonderful to be, that God's own Son should come from heaven and die to save a child like me. <coughs> Let's Be seated. I want to thank Andrew and the excellent team of workers that we had this week. You came to Youth Challenge. I don't know how many workers were involved, 50, 60, maybe even more. There was a lot going on, a lot to do, and we'll hear about that later on. So thank you at this stage in the Savior's name for the hard work that you put into this week. We're delighted to see the children, and many of them have come tonight, and we thank you for that. And the children are going to sing for us now. So we're going to ask them to come up and Philip's going to lead in the singing of a few of the little choruses that they sang this week. So don't be shy, come forward. Tallest at the back, shortest at the front. Something like that. Thank you.
1: Come on, head up to the front. I must say the boys and girls have sang very, very well all week. A lot of noise, a lot of melody, a lot of singing. So we've had a really good week in song. We're going to sing four-week choruses, and these four choruses are just favorites that the boys and girls always request when it comes to the singing. Okay, boys and girls, if you look up here, if you're unsure of the words, they're on the back wall. If you're unsure of the actions, i will keep you right with them. Okay, we're going to start off with Deep and Wide. Deep and wide, there's a fountain flowing deep and wide. Okay. Deep and wide, deep and wide, there's a fountain. Very best. No, we're going to sing. Wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heavens above. No excuses. Just know this one very, very well. I may never march with the infantry, ride with the cavalry." shout they're all lucky so let's really have volume in this last one the Gospel tree We are traveling.
0: sing deep and wide. All right. We sing this we sing this everywhere we go in Romania. And the children who sing a different language normally are able to sing this in English. So let's have deep and wide again. All right. And everybody singing this time. So we have to say when it comes to the actions that the the older people sort of here were better than the older people over here. All right? Maybe maybe you suffer with a little bit of rheumatism on the other side. Whenever we were in Romania, because of the language barrier, when you came to that final one, tall and short, some of the children were singing and doing the actions tall and short. And uh, we just had to explain what tall and short meant. But that was lovely, children. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we want to welcome everyone again in the Saviour's name to God's house. That's where we are, to this special Parents' Night for Youth Challenge. And if you're joining us on the internet, welcome to you uh, as well. You might be there on Sermon Audio or YouTube or Facebook, but whatever means you're using, we're glad to have you. We have visitors tonight from Toronto. They have come the furthest for our Parents' Night. And we want to welcome them particularly. They're sitting beside Pat Mills because they know Pat so well. And uh, we want to welcome you especially all the way from Toronto. Feel at home here in Hebron this evening. Now refreshments will be served. And there's something very different and special for the children. So we're going to ask them when everything's over, if you go to the church hall, provision has been made for you there. And some of our workers will be there to help give it out, and look after you for a little time. In the fellowship area, everywhere, everyone else can get a cup of tea, coffee, juice, whatever, and something to eat. But do stay and enjoy a wee time together. No school in the morning. Isn't that very sad? Isn't it very sad when you come to Monday morning and there's no school in the summertime? But that'll all come to pass in the not-too-distant future, Just a few quick announcements. Thursday night is the midweek meeting at 8 o'clock for prayer, Bible study and fellowship. And one of our students Craig Gibson will be speaking. Next Lord's Day begins with the prayer meeting at 8 o'clock. Worship service 12 noon. Open air in the afternoon at 3.30 and then our gospel service at 7. And Kirsty will be giving her testimony and giving a report as she heads off to do training with Crown College. The Sunday school camp I want you to remember the Sunday school camp at the end of the, the month that the children will have a good time as they go to The Gospel mission will be in Dalriada. We, we make this announcement to you Sunday the 10th through to the 24th of September and we give that invitation to you now to come along and join with us as often as you can. We have a few prayer requests. <coughs> Pardon me. Vision for Kids headed to Kenya This weekend, and we're thinking about them from the 13th to the 24th, our own youth council trip to Kenya began last Thursday, and our Sunday school camp then at the 25th to the 27th of August. Please pray. Vision for Kids have asked for these various prayer requests, safe travels, the Monday to Friday Bible Club, Saturday inter-school sports and gospel meeting, and wisdom for the team leaders and members and the salvation of precious souls. This was the group that headed off with the Youth Council last Thursday. We're really glad to hear over in Africa, in Uganda this time, uh, connected to Emmanuel Christian Station where Noreen McAfee, who's from our church here, is the principal of the school. They started the Sunday school last Sunday afternoon, and there were 96 children who came for that very first day. That was a real blessing. And just again quickly to remind you that the five pallets that you packed for Romania sending out shoes and clothes and provision for the poor arrived safely and the little consignment for Alpanish, the conference center, was then transported to that place and unloaded. And our our friends there have gone through the shoes. Some of you maybe gave shoes, thank you, 1,450 pairs of shoes. I don't think any child will go through that many in their lifetime. But that's how many we send to Romania. And these poor children, many of them don't have shoes, will get a pair, especially as they start back at school next month. We're going to do a shoebox appeal for Romania. The target is 200 shoeboxes. And these will all be made up in the country. We did this last year. And they will be distributed in October during a short visit that we will have there. So going out to a school, there's 150 poor children that are educated in this school, and every week there's a man goes in and teaches the gospel to them, and we want to give every child there a gift. Down in Moldova Noah, there are about 50 Roma children that we want to help, very, very poor conditions again, and we want to give them, as we did last year, a gift. And our friends, Luci, his family, Graziella, they will do all the buying of the various things that we'll put into these boxes as gifts. And the Deborah House Girls will help make them up, God willing, for distribution. So we are going to sing a hymn as we bring our tithes and offerings in. If you haven't got an offering tonight, don't worry about that. Just pass the collection plate on to the next person. You may not have come prepared. That doesn't matter. But for our own people particularly, uh, let's give to the Lord As we sing what is probably the best-known children's hymn of all time, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so, little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. the final verse. So glad to have the children tonight, and you were so good all week, and we really enjoyed the activities with you. We enjoyed the crafts, and we enjoyed the the games that you did, and we enjoyed watching you play football as well for those that were in earlier. And then, of course, at the end of every night, we had our little children's meeting when we sang the choruses, and the Word of God was presented to you. And I have a little children's talk that I want to bring to your attention. One final more uh, little talk that we might present to you the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody ever heard of the highway code? No? Maybe you're too young. Look, have you heard of the highway code? Have you done your driving test yet? Huh? i not going to ask you if you passed or field the first time, but if you do your driving test, you need to know the highway code it's very, very important because it tells you, you know, the signs on the road. You ever see the signs on the road you're driving along? We're going to go on a journey tonight, okay? And before I do that, there's two verses that I want to read with you, and they're found in the book of Hebrews and the chapter 12, and it's just the opening two verses. All right, listen to what the Word of God tells us here. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race. I want you to think about the race, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. We're all on a journey, all right? And let's call it the journey of life. And that journey began when you were just a little baby, okay? You were all born as a little baby into this world. We have little babies that have been born recently into our congregation, and they are a real delight to us. And that journey is going to end one day whenever we leave this life, whenever our time in this world that God has given to us has ended. But it is the journey of life. And we're all travelers, all right? You're traveling. We're singing it tonight. If you're a believer, you know the Lord. It's the gospel train, and we're traveling on the Hallelujah line. And that's the best way to travel when we think about Eternity, and God has given to us a rule of faith to guide us. Does anybody know what that rule might be? If you were looking guidance from God, how to travel in this world, where do you think that you might go? What rule book do you think He has given? So we but like the Highway Code for us, the Bible. It is the rule of faith. And the Bible has been given to us to guide us in the right way in the journey of life. And we recommend the Bible to you. And if you haven't got a Bible in your home, you come and see us and we'll make sure that you get a copy of God's Word. And it's a little bit like the highway code. And as we journey in this life, in this world, it's important for us to know the warnings, because that's very often what you have on the roads. You ever see the signs on the roads? Whenever I was a little boy traveling in the car, I used to try and guess, what does that sign mean? And what is the other sign? And some were easy, and some were more difficult. But I used to try and guess what they were. And I want to go through some of these signs tonight with you. And I think Jake's going to help me, all right? Jake, you can sit there. This should work from there. And what I show... On my little placard, you should see up there. So we get the next slide and we have a stop sign. All right. What do you do if you're traveling along the road and you come to one of these? That's that's an easy one, isn't it? You stop. stop. And if you don't stop, what might happen? Um, You get pulled over by the police. But if the police aren't there, what else could happen if you didn't stop? You You could crash. Okay. So the stop sign is a warning. And children, God has given to us stop signs in the Bible. The word that I'm thinking about now that means stop as far as God is concerned is the word behold. All right, behold. Does anybody know a verse in the Bible that begins with behold? We could take away that screen, which we're not going to do. There's one behind that screen. Does anybody know a verse in the Bible that begins with behold? that excellent? Isn't that tremendous? Now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And God is saying, stop. I want you to know this. The day of salvation is not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not next year. It's not whenever you're a mom or dad or a grandparent or just about to leave this life. God says, stop. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Does anybody know my text behind me? Everybody in this church should know it. It's been hidden for a long time with the screen. It's in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Behold the Lamb of God. Does anybody know who said those words? He was standing at a river, the River Jordan. He was baptizing people who had professed faith in the Lord. John the Baptist. And as John the Baptist was preaching God's word, one day from the distance came the Lord Jesus Christ. And John the Baptist, he called out, he stopped in the middle of his sermon, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. In other words, stop. I want you to stop, and I want you to consider what I'm saying now. Here is God's Lamb. And children, when you think about the Lamb in the Old Testament, the lamb was used in sacrifice and the blood was shed and that was all pointing to what Jesus would come to do when he died upon the cross for our sins. He's God's lamb and God wants you to stop and consider it. It's so important. One other behold that I was thinking about, this time it's in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verse 20. It's a memory verse. Some of you might know it. Jesus is speaking. He's speaking to a church church that was situated in a, a city called Laodicea. All oh, right, that's a strange name, isn't it? It's not like Balamuni or Belfast. Laodicea. And Jesus is speaking and he said, Behold, what do you think? I stand at the door and... What's the next word? Knock. All right, behold, I stand at the door and knock. That's a bit of, that's very hard. You hardly heard that, that knock. But you know, Jesus was on the outside of that church. And he was saying to the people, behold, I'm knocking at the door. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I will fellowship with him is what the Lord said. And the Lord wants you just to stop and think about that. He's knocking on the door of your heart. And He wants to come in. And He wants to be your Savior. And He wants to take away your sin and make you His child. What a wonderful Savior He is. Do you hear Him knocking tonight? So the first thing is stop. The next one is this. What does that sign mean? Do you know? A crossroads. And you know, in life's journey, you come to many crossroads, okay? You children will come to crossroads. You're going to have to decide whether you do the transfer test or not. Maybe some of you have already done it or not done it. You're going to have to decide what school you're going to go when you leave primary school. You're going to have to decide later on in life what kind of job you're going to follow. And you'll come to crossroads and you'll have decisions to make. Which way will I go? What road will I take and those decisions very often are very important. And whenever you get bigger, whenever you get bigger, you might have to decide about getting married too. If you like him or you like her, you know, that's a very important decision. They say the, mo- the second most important decision in life is getting married. All right, first one, what's the first most important decision? Hmm, what do you think? It's knowing the Lord as your Savior, and so there is a crossroads that we come to in life's journey when it comes to what God wants us to know. And there's two ways. Bible speaks about two ways. There's a narrow road. There's a broad road. And by nature and by birth, we are on the broad road that's leading to destruction, Jesus says. And you come to that place where you have a decision to make. Do I continue to walk down the broad road or will I turn on to the narrow way and come to know the Lord as my Savior? We used to sing a little chorus whenever I was a boy. I met Jesus at the crossroads. Where the two ways meet, Satan who was standing there bid me come his way. Lots and lots of pleasures I will give to you today. But I said, no, for Jesus is here. See what he offers me. Down here, my sins forgiven. Up there, a home in heaven, praise God, that's the way for me. Children, you're at a crossroads. Mums and dads, you're at a crossroads tonight. Which way will you go? What road will you go down? It's so important. One way, one, I, I would sing the chorus if I had a good singing voice. I could ask Moira to sing One Way, God said to get to heaven. Jesus is the only way. Do you know that chorus? Do you know it? Pardon? A one-way system. Uh, you could say that. There's some roads in Balamonee and they're one way. You, you, can't, you can't go both ways if you're in a car. Just one way. And uh, if you go the other way, you might be stopped by the police and they might tell you, no, no, you can't go down this way. And children, it reminds us that there's only one way to get to heaven. And Jesus said, listen to this, it's so important. I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And you know, Jesus was talking about heaven in John chapter 14. And when he was talking about his Father's house and the place of the many mansions, he told the disciples when they asked the question, how can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way. I am the way. There's no other way. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I have another one. I've mentioned this already, but it is a sign on the road. When you come to that sign, what is happening ahead? What is happening ahead when you come to that sign? Do you know? Hold on. The wee lassie here knows. It's going to be a narrow road. You see the broad part of the road and then it's going to get narrow up ahead. And it reminds me of what I was talking about earlier. We talked about the crossroads. The Lord Jesus said there is a narrow way that leads to life. And you know what he said after that? Few there be that find it very sad in this world. And we think of all the, the billions of people that live on this earth, that few people are going to find the narrow way. But all week you've been listening to the gospel and all week that way of salvation has been presented to you. And you can find that way and you can come to know the Lord and you can get on to the narrow road. In my home, whenever I'm studying over at home, I have a picture on my wall that was given to me many, many years ago by a dear old saint of God. He's in heaven today and it's called The Broad and the Narrow Way. And it's a picture and it shows you all the things on the broad road and then there's this little narrow road that leads to heaven. I trust and pray that you're on that road tonight. Then there's another sign. Uh, that confused you. What about that there? Huh? No turn. No turn. Okay. Right, I'm going, to, I'm going to put you in the spot. What does that one mean? No. What? No left turn. You sure? No, right
2: turn.
0: no, no you're, you're right. You are right. You're, 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 you're definitely right. What about that one? No right turn. Okay. And there is a verse in the Bible, and I have it written here in the back so I can remember it. And it's in Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest and you know when you become a Christian you get on to the narrow way there is a way to walk that you don't or race we're thinking about the race there's a way to run that you don't turn to the right you don't turn to the left but you just keep heading straight on walking with the Lord and doing what the Bible says, looking onto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Do you know that one? I'll go over this side. No U-turn. No U-turn. All right. No turning around. A little bit like turning to the left or to the right, but this means no U-turn. And Jesus said... Listen to this. No man that has put his hand to the plow. Okay, in the old days, Bible days, they didn't have tractors. They didn't have these plows that you put on the back of the tractors. It was all done by horses and men holding a plow. You've maybe seen it on TV or you've maybe been to a show where you've seen these things. And he says, no man having put his hand to the plow and looketh back is worthy of the kingdom of God. And the Lord wants us, when we become a Christian, just to keep plowing on straight ahead and not turning back, not looking back, like Lot's wife did. She looked back, you remember, in the Old Testament, and she was turned into a pillar of salt. There is a wee chorus that we love to sing. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back, no turning back. It's a lovely chorus. Just a few more. What does that mean? Yes. No entry, no entry. So you come to something like that and you're on the road and you're driving. Kaziah, you done your driving test recently. Well, you know, a lot of months ago. You, you, don't, you don't go down roads like the so you don't. No, you. you there's no entry. You're not allowed to go down that way. All right, and you know God has got some no-entry things. He wants you to think about this. Places He doesn't want you to go. There's things that He doesn't want you to do. He's given to us the commandments of God. Some of those commandments begin with the words "Thou shalt not." Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. It's a no-entry. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord, thy God, in vain. You know the commandments. God says, these are no entry. Don't go there if you know Him as your Savior. What about that there? What does that mean? Does that mean that you now speed up and you go at 100 mile an hour? You go 70 mile an hour. Huh? What does it mean? It means bumpy roads, okay. And so, you you want to slow down a wee bit when you see this because the road's going to be rough. You know, when you become a Christian, sometimes the road is not always smooth. And sometimes the road can be bumpy. bumpy, And we can run into difficulties and problems. And you ask all the people, even those that don't know the Lord, and life is filled with so many difficulties and so many problems. You know, we're thinking about sick people. We're thinking about people who are sorrowing today because loved ones have been taken from this world. And those are bumpy rides very often for us. And maybe you've been sick. Maybe you've been in pain. Maybe you've been offended. And so the way can be rough at times, okay? So when you see this side on the road, remember that there are bumpy ways for us and problems to face even in the Christian life. Now, this is a more difficult one, and yet there's the first hand. Do you, do you know? Can you think of what this might mean? That wouldn't be good to get in your exam, I'm sure it wouldn't. Some scum school teachers here tonight. You wouldn't want to get ten percent in your exam, would you? No, Charlie.
2: Ten percent drop.
0: A ten percent drop. Hmm, almost. It's actually going the other way on this one. Ten percent hill. As ten percent hill. All right. Sometimes it can be twenty percent. Sometimes you might even see a little car on it, and what that means is you're coming to a steep hill, and the car's going to have to climb up that hill. And when we're walking with the Lord, sometimes there are hills to climb. Do you know one of the hills that the Bible speaks about? It's the hill of prayer. Sometimes it's difficult to pray, to give our time over, to seek in the Lord, and yet we should. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? The psalmist asked. Who shall stand in his holy place? And that's speaking about coming into God's presence. And sometimes that's an upward way. When you become a Christian, never forget to read your Bible and to pray, even though it seems like an uphill climb to you. So important in your relationship with the Lord. Just two more. You're so clever. You told me you didn't know the highway code. And yet I see all these hands going up to tell me, Chrissy, are you helping them? No, 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 no. (laughs) I'll go down, go down this way. Do you know? A slippy road. Okay, maybe farmers have been out on the road, and the road's slippy, and you might get a temporary sign, or maybe oil has been spilled. Sometimes we get a very dry spell of weather and And when you come to a roundabout after rain, the road can be very slippy. And this is a warning sign that up ahead there's a slippy road. And children, we have to watch out even in the Christian life for slippy roads because the devil would want us to slide. He'd want us to slide off the road altogether. You need to be very careful when it comes to that sign. My final one is easy because the Word is on it. All right. One... One might say, stop. And the other one might say, go. You ever see those men on the road? I always think it's a very very lovely job if the sun is shining. You know, the sun is shining, you get a sun tan. And they're holding this up, stop. And then they hold this up, go. And they're traffic control, stop and go. But you know, the Bible tells us about going. All right? The Bible tells us about going into all the world, and to do what? It's what we call the Great Commission. Jesus told His disciples, go ye into all the world and, does anybody know, preach the gospel, okay? And when you come to know the Lord, you stop and you consider what God is saying to you. You trust Him as your Savior. You're now on the road, the narrow road. We all have a responsibility to go and tell others. Tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your neighbors the gospel message, the message that can save them by the grace of God. I'm almost finished, children, and I'm going to hand it over to Andrew, but I'm just going to come back to my first one, and we're just going to stop at the end of the service. There's no one for you to follow, but I'm just going to get you to stop and I'm going to get you to remember what we said at the beginning. Behold, what was the one that was given to me? Everybody hear that? Can you speak louder? See into that there?
2: Behold, now is the, the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation.
0: All right. And that's what I want every child to remember. Now, not tomorrow, not next week. If God has been speaking to you this week at Youth Challenge, and we're so thankful to Josh and Greg coming in every night to tell you your need of salvation. If God has been speaking, remember, God says stop. I want you to stop just where you are. I want you to think. And I want you to come to know the Lord because now is the day. Now is the time. And we pray that you will come. We can help you. We're here. Other things are to take place just in a moment or two. We're going to sing a hymn and hand it over to Andrew. But if we can help you, that's why we're here. Come and speak to us. If you'd love to know the Lord as your Savior. Any of the mums and dads too. Come and speak to us. And we can show you from God's word how you can get on to the narrow road that leads to heaven and that leads to home. Jake, thank you for your help tonight. Appreciate that. Oh, well, we did have one more. We're going to sing, there is a city bright, closed are its gates to sin, not that the can ever enter in. There is a city bright, children, and that city is heaven, and we can't get there with our sin. This is what the hymn is teaching us. I want you to think about the words as we stand to sing. That's all it's to say. A prayer and we'll hand it over to Andrew. Dear gracious God, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for all who have come the children, the parents, friends. Thank you for your word. Thank you for those things that we can even learn from the signs that we see on the road. And help us all to stop and think about what God is saying and to know that now is the day of salvation and now is the accepted time. Bless your word to the hearts of all who have heard it tonight. And may Christ be. Honored and glorified as a result, for Jesus' sake, Amen. Oh.
3: Okay, boys and girls, thank you all for sitting so well and for listening. And there was a few boys there; they were keen to get helping and answering the question. The right boys. Okay, I just want to start by saying thank you, okay, and I have a list of people I want to thank, or groups of people, should I say, and the first one I want to thank is the children, okay, we could, I've said this before, we could organize this week, we could have got all the football arrangements made, brought all the food into the church, but if there's no boys and girls turned up, it wouldn't be a very good week, what do you think? No thank you to the boys and girls for coming. Thank you for all the mummies and daddies who sent them along. And thank you to our workers. I think the with a wee WhatsApp group and there was about sixty workers that were involved over this week and only found out tonight there's actually some were missed from the group. So there were probably there was over sixty people helping out um, throughout the day. And I'm gonna just go through some of the things just so the parents and all you're aware of how much was going on behind the scenes with the workers. We had workers that were going out in the afternoon to pick up the boys and girls to bring them to the football. When another batch of workers came down, to register, uh, the children as they arrived, to get all set up. We had our football coaches and our helpers that were down at the and Lop Centre. We had a special guest coach who came on the Thursday, David Johnson, I'm would like to thank him as well then there was even more buses to bring the children up to the church. And what did you do when you got to the church, boys and girls? Yeah, food. Did you like the food? Yeah. Were the cooks good? Yeah. Yes. We had, a great, we had a great team of cooks who came up each night and cooked the food for the boys and girls and served it and tidied up after. Um, then we had even more buses going out to pick up the boys and girls for the evening. We had more helpers helping register the boys and girls for the evening meeting sitting amongst them we had special speakers along we had uh, the Reverend Josh Moffat I should say was here with the younger boys and girls and we had Greg Gibson with the older ones and then we had even more buses again bringing the boys and girls back home again after the meeting and then after everybody left that wasn't just it the hall had to be tidied had to be brushed because some boys and girls well maybe not the most tidy I wonder you like like that at home he's nice and tidy at home yeah? Well, we had to tidy up a wee bit at the church to get ready to do it all again the next day. And most importantly, we want to thank God. We want to thank God for, first of all, giving all the workers the health and strength to come along to, um, to organize the week and to help the boys and girls as they were here. We want to thank God for safety. You know, football, there can sometimes be a bit of contact and accidents do happen. But we want to thank God for safety through the week. And for the weather, we had an absolutely brilliant week for weather until the last 15 minutes on Friday. And the heavens opened and we got absolutely soaked. But we had a really, really good day with really good weather for the most part of the week. And most importantly, we want to thank God for the reason that we have these meetings and the reason we had the football camp. And that was to tell the boys and girls about Jesus. And we want to thank God for sending His Son to die on the cross for our sins. I want to thank God for the message of the gospel that we are able to teach the boys and girls. I've got another thing to open up. Okay, so we've got a little video to show you. I'd put it in actually ahead of where it should be. A little video to show you of what the boys and girls got up to through the week. If you're on Facebook, you would have seen little snippets of these here for what they did on Monday, Tuesday, right through I've just got a very short, like two or three minute video to show you now of the whole week and let you see everything that took place. All the things I went through that list, you'll be able to see it happening. So hopefully, it's going to (laughs) play.
0: with us today. Good to see you, brother. Oh, thanks so much for the invitation. It's
1: always great to come. The sun's shining. Uh- Guy, was Jesus was pure and he was perfect and he- was lovely to see you taking part as well and um, this week our theme is God as a great designer um, really we looked at two aspects of
3: So I knew I'd forget someone, to think, and it was all the ones who came in and helped with the crafts and with the games. I'd left that there. I had it on a bit of paper, but I forgot to look down. So you can see it was a very busy day each day. I'm sure, just out of curiosity, parents that are here, whose children were tired when they got home? I know my two were. I think the children by the end of the week were falling off their feet. I know my two definitely by the end of the week, their tempers were getting a little bit, you know, a bit lighter and they were. Maybe a bit crosser than usual, but it was a great week, and we had a really super week with all the children. So now the bit I'm sure all the boys and girls have been looking forward to: prizes. Okay. Now I'm gonna need a wee bit of help with this. This is where I get into trouble by asking workers to come down and give me a hand without telling them beforehand. I thought about asking them, but I thought I'll just just pounce on them. And they can't say no. So I'm gonna need someone to give me a hand with the table. Jamie, you're closest. This is our prize table. Just grab outside Hopefully this doesn't drop. Okay, thank you. I will keep keep it heading just yet. not enough, enough to show it just yet. All right. Okay so prizes. Each day at the football we'll go through the football prizes. First we split the kids into three different age groups. Age five to seven, eight and nine and then ten and over. So does anyone remember who won the age five to seven? James do you remember? The blue team. Are we right? Who thinks James is right? Why is it not working? Oh there we go. Blue team. So I'm going to get some of the coaches from that group. I don't think Kerry's here, but John's here. I see John. And Abby was in that group too. Not Abby. Sarah, you were in that group, weren't you? Can you come up and give me a hand to give out some medals? So John and Abby come up. We've got some medals to give to the winning team of the blue team. So if you were in the blue team... On Friday, so the, team, the team's changed up maybe a little bit through the week, but if you were in the blue team on Friday for the match day, can you come up? Just nine, these ones yeah. Come on up, blue team. I guess you stay there a wee second. And I was to have a picture of each of the teams and I'd just taken pictures of the age five to seven on Friday and then it started to rain. And I thought, well, we're not going to keep them out in the rain any longer than we have to to get team photos. But well done, the blue team. Then we thought we would do some prizes for each age group as well. So there's three trophies for each age. First one, female player of the week. Okay. And that's, I think they're sitting in a groups of three. And the female player of the week, this was chosen by the coaches Lucy Blair. Is Lucy here tonight? No? Right, we'll make sure and get that one to Lucy. And then the male player of the week, Patrick Peden. I think I seen Patrick earlier. Well done, Patrick. Well done. And then there was one for player of the tournament, okay? Friday was our tournament day, and there was the coaches chose there for that there. One player who they thought played very well on Friday. And for the age five to seven, Isaac Glenn. Where's Isaac? Okay, thank you, John and Sarah. I'll get your name right this time. Okay, then moving on to the next age group, which was age 8 and 9. Who won the age 8 and 9? The blue team, It was, the, was it the light blue team? Yes, so if you were in the light blue team, who I think Chrissy called you Argentina on Friday, if you were in the winning team, I want you to come up and we're going to get Chrissy. And who else was in? With Lewis. They're sitting beside each other, perfect. Chrissy and Lewis are going to come up and help give out some medals and trophies. Come on on up. Okay then, and then if you boys stay for the trophies, the female player of the week for the age eight and nines, Casey Connor. Where's Casey? Male player of the week for eight and nine, Carter Patton. Where's Carter? How oh, you've already got a medal. Go on ahead. And then for Friday, the tournament player of the tournament for this age category. Oh, Faye Campbell. Where's Fay. Well done, Faye. Okay, and we'll, that's a few more trophies out here. So our last age category was age 10 plus. And that was with Jamie, and I'm taking my mind back now. Jamie, Alzi, Joanna, and Samuel. And we're going to get Jamie and Joanna to come up and help with this. Okay. Winning team. Who was the winning team on Friday? Orange. Orange team won. Are we right? Okay, well done. So if on Friday you were in the orange team... For the tournament, come on up. You get your medals. Just three of yous here today. We'll have to get those other medals out to the other ones in those teams. And then, female player of the week. I think she's here tonight. Ruby. Well done, Ruby. should be the front two. Male Player of the Week, Keegan. Where's Keegan? Well done, Keegan. And then for Friday for the tournament, Player of the Tournament for the older ones, and I didn't see him tonight calvin is calvin penny here no we can get that there over to calvin okay you, one more okay we had we had another trophy and i spoke to the coaches and we said a trophy for the most improved player someone who really gave it their all all week and played really well i know he didn't get one of those air trophies and there it is who do you think it is Maybe I think it's you. Ollie Keane. I seen Ollie earlier. Where's Ollie? Well done, Ollie. Now, that's the football prizes. There's a lot more of them. The next part will be a bit quicker. For in the evening time, then, there was a little bit more competition. Um, in the junior and the, the, the senior meeting. In the junior meeting, we split them into four teams. And this, could get, this got a little confusion sometimes because some boys and girls were at the football, said, well, I was the blue team at the football, but why am I the green team up here? But that was maybe a little bit of an oversight on my part. But we split them into four teams. There was the green team, the yellow team, the red team, and the blue team. And each night they came, they got points, for coming, they get points for their teams in the quizzes and in the games as well. And the winner of the, in the junior section was the blue team. So if on a, each night you had a blue wristband on, okay, the blue team, can you come up? And there's get used to these medals too. These ones here. Yeah. Two medals. And then in the older meeting. In the older meeting we just split them up into boys and girls. Okay, there was less of them. We did boys against the girls. And I'm told this one was very, very tight. Came right down to the last night, I think to the last two questions in the quiz. Do you remember who won? Or have you been told who won? Oh. <laughs> I spoiled it. The girls won. I was told it came down to the last two questions in the quiz. And the boys quite literally threw it away. I think they were bowling and the boys messed up and the girls just clutched it at the end because the boys have been winning the whole way through the week. So if, you were in the older, if you're a girl in the older meeting, come up and you'll get a medal for that as well. Okay, now you maybe you maybe came tonight and you thought, well, I thought it was going to be a prize for everybody. There is, maybe not a medal, but there is a prize. Who here? What? You don't like chocolate, casing. Neither do you. Now listen, I took I took a risk tonight, or yesterday, and I was buying the chocolate, and I went for a different type than we usually, we usually go for Cadbury's. I went for Galaxy. Who likes Galaxy chocolate? Okay, so I hope everyone likes some chocolate, and if I move the, the rest of this sheet, you'll see there's a lot of bars of chocolate here. So listen, Shh. What was it Josh said the junior ones to be quiet? Marshmallow? Marshmallow. Marshmallows. Marshmallows. Okay, so we'll let yous up. You can come up. There's a few different flavors. I couldn't get them all the same flavor. But we'll light you up row at a time. We'll start with the ones at the front. And the ones at the back are going to be last. So we'll start with this row here. If you come up, you can pick a wee bar of chocolate. Now, don't be eating the chocolate here. Keep that until you get home. This row here. Phase row. A new fighting over it. What's up for?
1: What's up for?